Welcome to episode 24. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast, and I am your host, Gail M. Davis. Being an interior designer is more than creating beautiful spaces. It's about articulating a vision and more importantly, being a valuable resource to clients. Join me as I gather insights from fellow architects, people of the trade, interior designers, and most importantly, the clients who value us. Hello all, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I do have, I do know I have to make a new um, introduction because design perspectives is not just going to be about interior design, architecture and all that. It's, it's going to be more broad and I want to bring in um, and discuss current affairs. So of course I will still speak to people in the industry but then I will be throwing in other topics or people coming in who will also speak about uh, what is going on in the world today. And especially with Black Lives Matter and you know race relations in America. I know for, um, for few, for some, they're over this conversation. Um, my friends, some of my white friends over there, Fourth of July weekend had some nasty messages in their DMs and saying enough already that they need to be using their platform. What did the woman say? I come to your platform for pretty things. Get back to showing me design. Keep your politics off this page. Like it's her Instagram feed. We could do what we want to do on our Instagram feed. Now, if you don't agree with it, you just unfollow. That's all to it. But here's the deal. This is not going anywhere. And I think what white America needs to come to grips with is that the rest of America is determined to correct history. They're determined to correct the injustices. And so what you see, which makes you so nauseous because you're over it, imagine how black people feel, we're over it too, and we don't want it to happen anymore. We want to move this dialogue further and be a part of this country in a real way as opposed to what we currently have. I know a lot of you don't believe in it, but you have to think about it from slavery to Jim Crow to redlining to high school to prison uh, pipeline to women being underrepresented and underpaid. I mean, this is, it, this is, it's not, it's about black people, but I have to help you understand too. We can move this a lot further if we have a lot more white allies, but if we also have a lot more white female allies, because women across the board are underrepresented they are underpaid um, and they are just dismissed. And so what affects people of color also affects white women. So I don't understand like, you know, especially with this whole feminine feminist movement, it's not just one 
color. It's it's all of us. And I, I can't stress that enough. Like it, if your house is not right, something in your house is not going on properly, it's it's not going to work. So you have to make it right. I hope this makes sense to somebody. So anyway, today's lovely guests, I DM her every day. I flood her DMs with political stuff, with conversation, because I am keeping my foot on the gas with so many people. And especially if you reached out to me when this all went down and you're like, oh, you know, how can I help? What can I do? You know, having conversations. Um, I'm like, okay, well, here we go. So I'm not going to let up. And I share as much as possible. I educate as much as possible. I suggest books. I suggest documentaries. I suggest a lot of stuff because I am determined to change this narrative. So today's guest is Hadley Keller, senior editor at House Beautiful. Super excited to have her. Can't wait for you to hear her and her thoughts and her views. Um, man, I love this generation. They are just gonna, <laughs> they get it and they're gonna move it forward. And as I am saying this to you today in New York City in front of Trump Tower, you can't mess with the New Yorkers. They painted Black Lives Matter. So it's just, it's really beautiful. Um, I know a lot of people, I, there was a woman, sorry, I'm all over the place. There was this woman and this man in San Francisco, I believe it was, who painted over Black Lives Matter, even though she painted in black, but over the yellow still, you could tell it was Black Lives Matter. She didn't like do it. She was in the lines, go figure. If you're gonna be renegade, you gotta go out the line, sis. Um, and she was like, that could happen in New York, but not my city. Girl, sit down, sit down. We are not letting up. You will see this yellow everywhere. So without further ado, here's a conversation with Hadley. Please rate this on iTunes. I always forget to say that because I just don't um, pay attention and that's something bad. So please, if you like the episode or you like the episodes, I need you to go onto iTunes and, and tell people how much you love this. So this way they can find me and I can grow a bigger following. You are the best. Here is Hadley. Hello, Hadley. How are you? Hi, Gail. I'm good. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my God. Thank you for agreeing to do this. So we, what people don't know is that we DM each other a lot, or I probably <laughs> harass you a lot, um, and just share no. so much with everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so let's get right into it. I know you were originally at AD, and then you came to House Beautiful. How did that happen? How did you come to HB? Yeah, so I had been, I was at AD for several years, and um, I started on print, I worked on digital, um, and then I started um, AD Pro, which is, you know, their industry-facing um, uh, site, which was really great in that it got me really kind of close to the design community, designers, people working in that world, um, which continues to be so super valuable today. Um, and so I was at AD and I got, I heard from, you know, I'd heard that Joe Saltz had taken over at House Beautiful and I thought that's really interesting, um, you know, space to watch. I'm curious to see what they do. You know, House Beautiful is the oldest shelter magazine in the country um, and we're obviously in a kind of new digital era and Joe has a strong digital background. So I was, um, you know, really excited when I 
heard from her and went in, had a chat with her, was really loved um, the sound of the kind of new direction she wanted to take House Beautiful. I think, you know, it's about keeping it fresh. And you and I have talked a little bit about this, always ensuring there's a kind of discovery while still, you know, kind of honoring. Um, obviously, it has a very illustrious past, but we want to keep it keep it going for another 150 years or whatever. So, um, yeah, so I came on board just, um, it's been, gosh, I was about to say, exactly a year ago but I came on last February and clearly since time has been flying in uh, <laughs> this spring so now it's been almost a year and a half but it's been it's been great no you uh, a lot has changed and you can tell yeah. um I feel like house beautiful is more open so how has the current climate between COVID and now the whole race relations and mm-hmm. just bringing racism to the forefront how has that affected Mm -hmm. the way house beautiful will move going forward and the way Mm -hmm. you you choose designers right right well so it's obviously been quite a year for everyone Mm -hmm. um I mean I think it's really been interesting for us as a home brand because especially with you know with uh COVID with these stay-at-home rules every kind of life was starting to disarray and things were really tough, obviously, economically. Um, and in a weird way, it was interesting for us because people were spending more time than ever at home, right? So they were even more interested in doing things at home, reading about the home. So we, you know, traffic-wise, saw some of our best months ever in the past few months with people looking for that kind of sense of inspiration. And, you know, we really kind of, uh, you know, reaffirmed that there's – no, you know, there's no limit to the the types of, you know, um, inspiration and kind of education that people are looking for. Um, and then, you know, we had obviously this kind of other totally different upheaval, um, which is a long time coming that mm-hmm. you and I talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, it's obviously one of those kind of funny things. Cause it's like, again, this isn't anything new and it's, 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 there's been, um, a problematic lack of diversity in many areas of the design world for a long time. And it's pretty shameful that it took, um, you know, this increased kind of look at police brutality for many people to look at this and realize this. But I will say that I think this kind of reckoning will have a, um, you know, a kind of silver lining of this, um, this kind of, realization and this desire to make more long-standing change I think that comes about in terms of just opening your you know opening your horizons what you consume who you know about you know you and I both participated in the um Albies share the mic home edition which, which I think was, was fun. great yeah yeah it was really fun and it was just great I think a great way for people to discover oh there are all these talented people out here that I didn't know about and are outside of my realm yes. um and I, I think that's so important. And, you know, you and I were talking about this uh, recently, that that's so important as a content creator at House Beautiful. That's what we want to do. We want to be serving people new things and discovery. And so, you know, whether it's about race or not, the concept of getting out of a box and doing something new, showing new faces, showing a broad range of design is so, so important. I mean, that's really the core of what interior design is right like it's interesting because it's personal it's your space and so because of that that should reflect a broad range of people of personalities of races of locations um and I think it really I think that's that's something that we've you know 
and I've certainly always thought, but I think it, we're getting that increased reminder. And I think what we need to make sure of now, and this mm-hmm. is a big conversation, and as beautiful as it is, I think many media brands is that this is sustained. This is continued, right? This isn't like, oh my gosh, this was a trend that happened in 2020. Right, so we right. covered some black designers. No, we need to make sure that this kind of momentum that people are feeling right now, whether they're protesting, whether they're on social media, that that carries over into actionable change. And that happens, you know, in people's workplaces, in the content they're producing, in whatever, in the, in the, even in the social interactions they're having. Um, and so I think that's what we need to just not forget. And so I'm glad we're recording this on this podcast so that we can have it as a reminder in a year that we said this and we need to keep, um, you know, keep making, pushing for those changes. No, that's super important. That's Mm -hmm. a a big thing that I've actually said to you and to my other white counterparts that I hate the feeling that for some, it's just checking the box and Mm -hmm. I want them to understand like this is mm-hmm. this is Pandora's box that has been open and it's no one's putting it. The lid will not go back on right. and that this generation has the bandwidth and, and the wherewithal to carry this as far, you know, really far further than yeah. what it has been carried. And I love that in every industry, it's just the, the, it has been busted wide open. So now everyone has to take a right. look, a critical look, and mm-hmm. look at like, how have I been a part of this? How have I been a catalyst and and not move this forward? But how have I perpetuated the stereotypes and just the stigmas? And especially in the design industry, we talked about this before, you could open up the book and it's always like the same five designers. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, there's, uh-huh. there's such a, 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 a vast array of us. And yeah. with this whole thing, when uh, was it? share the mic with Albie, which was super amazing. Uh And it was just interesting to see how many people really tuned in and the IG lives were amazing. And I especially love uh, Joe's with uh, Beth. Beth, Oh my God, that was so good. And it was just interesting to hear everybody hear their take and just to share. And it, it was sharing, there was no judgment. But right. it, it was, right. and, and that's what makes this so amazing to me now, because I feel like this is a time that everyone is ready to move forward. Mm. And I think that everybody just has to be patient, patient because change does not happen overnight and it will happen. But I also feel like there's no turning back now. I agree. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, whether you want to, you know, kind of speculate about how true this is I think there you know was a certain amount of people or type of person that was kind of like oh my gosh I had no idea this existed (laughs) I had no idea it was like this or I had no idea I didn't notice there was a lack of diversity and look fine okay we've all and look I I mean I personally have been in situations like that where I've been blind to I haven't haven't realized something and the, the great thing about what's happening right now and how this is such a national conversation is like okay, even if you said that and you maintain, you had no idea, you do now. Like there's yeah. no yes. excuse now. So now it's like, okay, great, fine. Maybe it didn't occur to you last year that when you hired 20 designers for, uh, you know, an event or a show house or whatever, and they were all white, maybe that didn't occur to you. But now, okay, next phase, it should. And so now I think it is this kind of no more excuses because there's no way you could have been blind to this conversation because it's been so big now, you know? Right, right. Now, that's very interesting when people 
at first I had a hard time when people would say that, like, oh, I didn't right. know. I had no idea. And I was like, really? And then I thought about it. What diversity is for a white person is different yes. than diversity for a black person. Absolutely. I think this is so interesting because it's something I, I've talked about with a lot of different people. And, you know, it, it, like, for example, when someone says, you know, like, don't play the race card or don't. And it's, oh, my God. It's really it makes me crazy. <laughs> it's really easy as a white person to say, like, can we stop talking about race or let's just not make it about race. If you are a minority race, you can never just not make it about race. No, it always is. It, thank it, you. It's the skin you're in. So you don't have the privilege, and I will say it's a privilege, to be able to put that down and say, ooh, this panel is all white, but, like, I'm going to ignore it. Like, you can't because it's you. It's you. Right. So so we should now, I think, as, you know, allies, which is the word we're using a lot more, you need to realize, okay, if you're truly going to be – supportive you need to take up that same mantle and say okay I, that's not something I can ignore or put down I'm going to try to you know make sure I never turn a blind eye to it as well yeah I love when people would say that to me oh you're playing a race card I was like <laughs> sweetie this is not a card you would ever want it yeah is, also it's not a card it's your life yeah <laughs> I was like this is a tough game also yeah. the other thing and you and I talked about that I it makes my skin crawl when people say I don't see color yes tell me oh what that God. means to you so, um, yeah, so I have a lot of thoughts on this and I, um, you know, I think, you know, and many people who know me know, I grew up in a family of, um, several races of, um, biological and adopted siblings. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think something that's really interesting in those, um, is that when that happens, there is, I think, kind of a, um, you know, a reflex to think, to say we're all the same and we all have this, um, the same experience, um, which is, look, like, are we all the same in our family? Absolutely. Are we love each other the same? Our parents love us the same. It's right. the same um, in that sense. But the reality is that my sisters and I will have very different experiences out in the world and in the ways that we are viewed. And I think we've had, there's been an increased conversation around this lately, which I think is so great about the kind of harmfulness of color blindness in that way and I think that there for a long time in in the U.S. was this idea that you know it was really open-minded and great and kind of woke to teach your kids mm -hmm. that we're all equal which of course we are but then that we're all the same right and that's not necessarily true I mean and the reality is look if we were in a world where like if I get pulled over at a traffic light and a, a black man gets pulled over a traffic light, we're going to have the same experience, then great, we can say that. But the reality is that we've seen time and time again, that's not true. And right. so I think what it does is that it does really diminish the experiences of others when you say, um, we are all the same and we have the same experience. You know, if I walk right. into a store and someone ignores me, I might just think that person's rude. If, if someone, if a, you know, black fear of mine does that that takes on a different tone because that might be one of many microaggressions one of many yes. times that happened to that person and so they're not going to have that same experience and I think one of the things that also I've found is really great with this conversation now is we are forcing those kind of more uncomfortable conversations right like it is comfortable to just say well we're all the same we're all equal it's, and, a, it's a cop out yeah. it's an easy way to, right, to say that right to get deeper and right. to say we're not we have different experiences we have different um you know we have different maybe views but also not even necessarily views but how the world views us may be very different and we need to acknowledge that in order to um change the things that are problematic about it 
Yeah. Oh my God. That makes me crazy. The whole, I don't see color. And I was like, well, that's a part of who I am. So you need to see that. And it's right. like, but that's, and it's all, it's so funny. Like you think about this, all these microaggressions, like we talk about where it's like, I don't see color. Oh, you're playing the race card or, you know, mm-hmm. you could walk in and have a bad, a, like a messed up attitude and you just had something just happened and it threw you off. So you're coming in and you're like in, in a, you're not in a good mood. And, yeah. and it, it'll be okay for you. But if I come in after you and I have right. the mood, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, angry black woman or, oh, look right. at her. Look, you know, look at what she's doing. And it's, Absolutely. and it's just like, dude, we're all human. Everybody reacts the way they do. And mm-hmm. you just have to, you don't have to shake it off, but I would have to be the one, at, you know, shaking it off, leaving right. it at the door or, you know, as I've said before, I'm the one that would get written up at work and it would just be like a normal day for you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's important too. Like, I think that gets to another important thing, which is realizing um, the kind of emotional burden and onus of this, like as, yeah, as a white person, I can exist in certain spaces and yeah, and be know that I can be angry or loud or whatever. And it's going to be, um, fine and maybe someone of another color can't and it's the same way I think you know as white people sometimes we are seeing these things that are on the news shootings of black children um Mm. killings of black people and we're sometimes I think our reaction is kind of like oh my gosh it's so horrific I can't even watch it that makes me feel so horrible and scared or whatever and then you realize that those are probably feelings that black parents family black people are having all the time when you're living in a country where you don't, you know, maybe feel, or a community where you don't feel like, you know, the police have your best interests in mind or people are looking at you a certain way. And so I think like, again, it's a luxury to be able to, to choose to not consume that, that content, you know, choose to not have that feeling. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can, I've had this conversation in the past where I'm like, you know, you, I get up in the morning and I'm Gail Davis, but by the time I get home at night, I am exhausted from the microaggressions that I have had to deal with all day from Mm -hmm. the, you know, whether, um, I get on, I get on the train and then someone's looking or a woman holds her purse close to her. And I'm like, Oh lady, please. Or if I go to the D and D and you know, they'll assume that I work there and they'll be like, oh, can I return these samples to you? And I'm like, no, just like mm-hmm. you, I'm a designer. Like, it's right. just so many different layers of that. And so you come home right. as a person of color, just annoyed. And But then again, you're like, but this is it. Like, this is how um, stupid people are that they just don't, if it's not about them, they're not going to pay attention. You know, if yeah. it doesn't, yeah. and it's just really sad that it's that way. Where mm-hmm. it shouldn't be. But once again, I feel super optimistic that now that there's no other way to get around this conversation, yeah. people are, are having it. And for those that are uncomfortable and they're, they're waiting, like I've heard from friends, you know, my white friends who their white friends are like, oh my God, I can't wait till this is over. When are we going to start oh, talking gosh. about pretty things? And I was like, wow. Oh I was like, you know what? Tell them never. Tell them Again, also- that's another example. Like, right? It's not. It's never over. It's never over for Black people who are experiencing it. So, I mean, that's another you know privilege of choosing to you know end this. I think. Um, but I think you're right. The uncomfortable converse. I saw. I was at a protest of last week, and one of my favorite signs I saw was just. It just said, "If you're uncomfortable, you're doing it right." And I think that's true. You know, we need to dig deeper and see and have those uncomfortable conversations. Definitely. 
Well, that's that's how you grow. If I said it once, mm. I say it a thousand times. That's how people mm. grow and become a better version of themselves because you're uncomfortable and because you have to learn the lesson. Right now, this is a pivotal point in history, and we are living it. Yeah. We won't be reading about it, but it's also amazing to see how many people are on, you know, whether it's Instagram or TikTok. And especially for me, it just makes me happy. These young white kids like spewing just like education and like, oh my God, I've been in in school for 12 years and I did not know. And then they just start going down all of the accomplishments and how this country was built on the backs of slaves and immigrants, you know, and it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see. So I just... For those that are like, when is this conversation going to be over? It's not like this it's is not, this right. is what it is. This is the new normal. And, and I think maybe if, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go, go. <laughs> no, I was just saying. I think maybe if you are feeling like you're hoping it's going to be over, you haven't dug deeply enough. I mean, I think you know when you said the, the uncomfortable conversation or make you grow. I think um, you know that. I think we've all had many uncomfortable conversations recently, but I'm reminded especially of. Um, you know, a conversation I had with uh, Melanie Barnett, um, mm-hmm. who many of your listeners might know is the founder of the Black Artists and Designers Guild. Um, when she first started the guild and we sat down and it was, you know, here was, I was someone who, again, like I definitely felt like I was very open-minded and aware of this and aware that there was a lack of diversity in the design world. But even just sitting there and hearing, you know, firsthand her mm-hmm. speaking about how she felt in these, in certain environments or experiences that happened, and I, I mean, it was so heartbreaking and kind of uh, emotional for me, but I, looking back too, that was definitely, and I, I think I needed to have that kind of harsh, you know, look in the mirror and look around in order to say, okay, yeah, this needs to be, this needs to be, um, to be changed, you know? No, it needs to be addressed. I love Mulaney. I, I'll never forget. And I know when it happened, when 200 Lex was having, there, what's new, what's next. And all the mm-hmm. panels, it was just completely white. There was not one person of color. And mm-hmm. it was funny because earlier that year, like amongst all the black designers, we were saying, oh, you know, there we go again. Here we go again. It was always something in the design industry panels or whatever was going on or whoever was in these magazines. And it was no people of color. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, we're designing, we're making money. We have thriving businesses. And I'll never forget, that's when she pinned that Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, bravo, like gloves are yeah. off. This is what right. it is. We are exhausted. We are tired. This is no longer a, like we're not putting on the mask. And that's one thing I will yeah. always say with everything that has happened in the past three to four months, the mask is off. So all yes. the white people, the black people you are encountering now, this is really who we are. We mm-hmm. only would comport ourselves at times because we had to make you comfortable. Right. And right. so now that's no longer the game. And I put that in, you know, air quotations. Yeah. But this is the reality. And why wouldn't you want to move forward and make it a better world? I mean. Well, yeah. I make it a better world. And also, <laughs> like you said, your designers, you're making money. You have, it's also, I mean, not this should be the reason you do it. Make a better world. But also it's just like smart business like you don't, you don't just want to exclude an entire swath of people from coming to your events or buying your things or reading because they don't see themselves represented it's like it just seems like a no-brainer you know yeah, yeah. and it's funny too because it, it we have been inundated with 
you know, people coming to our websites, like the, my website, it's like 741% increase of people visiting, which I was like, what? And then also with the following on Instagram, like at one point my phone was on fire one day, like it was so hot because everybody, there was like, oh, every white person was like, oh, please check out this designer. And it just blew up out of control. Like I'm still nowhere near double digits, but you know, like the rest of my friends who have just catapulted to like a hundred thousand followers. But yeah. it's, it's also interesting, too, because now that everyone's following and they're looking and they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know they make this. I didn't know they did that. And so now right. they, they're on our Web pages and they're buying our product. We have to say now you you've got to be patient because we didn't yeah. have this influx before we had, exactly. you know, so now you're like, oh, they're not delivering fast enough. It was like, well, sweetie, I only yeah. had like 50 of those items. And it's like 2000 of you that want it. Right. Like, sorry, I wasn't alert that you were going to all of a sudden discover Black people exist. And, um, but I, I think that gets back to what we were talking about, having it be sustained, too, right? Like, right. okay, it can't be like, let's all buy goods from, you know, Black makers right now because I'm feeling guilty and then, you know, check off my box for the year. It's like, right. no, follow these accounts and then make that, if you're a designer, make that a regular place you source. Or if you're a client, you know, make, you know have that be long lasting. I think that'll be what's important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I keep saying, do not check a box. And Mm. also don't throw money at, oh, okay. I gave this organization money. Like that's, that's easy to do. Right. And then that just means when, if you're writing a check, as far as I'm concerned, and you're throwing at the organization, it's like you have checked the box and then you want to move on because you don't want to hear about it anymore. So if people Mm. do come to you, you can say, well, I gave this organization money. Right. And I'm like, that's, that's not what we're doing here. It's great that you did that. Make sure you know who you're giving it to and Mm -hmm. what's going to happen with that money. Just like, you know, I do with any other organization I donate to, but then you need to also make sure that it's not a one-off and that you are really, you, you really want to participate and be the change that needs to happen. And You know, even with the show houses, it's time to see some people of color, especially yeah. at Kips yeah. Bay. You know, that would be great. I I would love to see more of us yeah. there. I know it's a big ticket item, so you have to be super mindful with your coins going into that. But yeah. I think I think it's a new day, and I think that we have we have the attention of people of the right people, and they're act. And I have to say for myself, I've gotten a lot of DMs, text messages phone calls and emails. Hey, I would love to talk to you and just have a really good, you know, like an honest conversation. And that makes me happy because I'm like, now, now I'm going to be authentically raw of who I am with you. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. So this is, this is good. (laughs) Wait, can I, can I ask you about something that you, something you said to me? Cause I think, you know, we've kind of talked about this, having this realization and following and some of this maybe surface level stuff. And I think I think sometimes people also don't realize, again, how, how kind of deep it goes. And this is, you know, we were talking about earlier about kind of not taking it off. But you said something to me a few weeks ago about feeling like you always had to be in a conversation, like making a white person you were talking feel comfortable oh, yes. and were interested in them and that you didn't feel like you got that back. Oh, never did. Like, never did. They could never remember my no. name. Like... I, black people grow up knowing that when we have to do uh, 10 times the amount of work that our white counterparts do, we mm-hmm. have to know how we have to move 
and be fluid knowing about our background and then knowing about who you're going to and just, you know, right. whenever you step into the room, you got to know about everybody. So wherever yeah. I would go, I'd, I'm like, okay, I know who that is. I read up on their books. I know who they are. And I would have a conversation and they just thought it was so cute and amazing that they could have this conversation with me. And I knew so much about them. And I was like, no, well, you're out there and it's super interesting, but it was never returned like, oh, right. Tell me about you, or how did you get started? It's just mm. it's a, it's a whole ego thing for them, yeah. You know, well, and it's not a sincerity thing. Like, oh, they don't realize this is part of the conversation. Yeah. We talk a little bit about you. We talk a little bit about me. We learn yeah. about each other. It's engagement, right? But it's one sided. Yeah, I I don't know. I I that really stuck with me because I thought that was so um, kind of powerful and such. A, I think such an example of things that people don't even realize they're doing um you know or realize how harmful that is um and when you think about that you know being a regular occurrence it's really problematic yeah no I, but i like i said i think it's changing so yeah. this has been amazing for me so before we go tell the party people where they can find you <laughs> <laughs> the party people yes. uh, the party people can find me definitely on instagram uh, you know i love well, Gail knows because we talk on Instagram every day. Um, but it's Hadley Keller on Instagram. And if you are a designer or you have a, a project, I, um, you know, or an idea, I always love to hear from people. My email address is right there in my Instagram bio. Um, and then, you know, if you're not uh, following House Beautiful, also great. Um, obviously, my my the stuff I'm doing is there, and we also love to have your feedback and. Um, yeah. So, well, thank you, Hadley. I really thank appreciate you. this. And of course, I'll be DMing you later, later, excuse me, with something else new that I found on Instagram, like we always do. Oh, great. <laughs> All right, my friend, you go have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to chat with you. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Gail Davis Design. Have a great day.